Hi, this is Jared Roush from Radio 1190. Um, as part of our effort to highlight all the great work going on at CU and all the talented um, people that are on this campus, um, the School of Arts and Sciences through the Department of Theater and Dance helped set up this wonderful interview with, with um, I was going over your many titles in the <laughs> office. It's a choreographer, performance artist, performance artist, scholar, professor, um, anything else? Long Curator. Long-distance <laughs> long runner. Long-distance runner. <laughs> Astrophysicist. <laughs> um, but we have um, Helena S.J. Wilkins in um, to the studio to talk about not only um, the performances that are coming up here on campus and in Boulder, but a little bit about um, um, the career kind of coming in here, um, especially since, again, um, especially with kind of the reputation with CU, we know kind of what goes on with the hard sciences and engineering and all that fun stuff. But like I said, we have some really talented people on this campus, and, and Mr. Wilkins is one of them. And so thank you so much for coming in. And um, Thank you. So let's, um, let's start with your career, kind of how did you find yourself at CU? Um, because again, um, those kind of, um, fortunately those in the community know about a lot of the wonderful performances here, but for the audiences that might not know about, again, kind of all the talent here, can you talk about what brought you here and what brought you to Boulder? Yeah, a great question. Um, I was actually introduced to CU in 2012. Okay. I was invited here as a guest teacher um, in the Department of Theater and Dance. Uh, and I taught classes for one week, and that culminated into a performance, um, performed as part of a showcase. And immediately I knew something was different um, and unique about the dance program, um, and was curious about more information about it and how can I further inter interact with the department. And uh, fortunately, the department felt the same way about me, and I was invited back as a visiting professor in 2015 for oh a wow. semester. And long story made short, that led to more conversations, and I became a tenure track position, three uh, uh, tenure track professor. Sorry, uh, three years ago. And then um, we were talking a little bit about our East Coast connections, yes. <laughs> and um, and our identification as as Northeasterners. And so um, I know you kind of um, started. Um, I, I wouldn't, did you say, would you say you started your career kind of in DC? I know you started, you were working, or did you start Yeah, it really started in, in Rochester, I'll okay, say before. Yeah. So um, I lived in Rochester, New York for about four or five years, and I ended up going to school there. But while I was in school, I started performing professionally with uh, companies oh, wow. there. And shortly after graduating from SUNY Brockport, I found, found myself uh, desiring new challenges and being open to new opportunities. And that took me to Washington, D.C., uh, where I ended up living for 18 years and founded uh, the company, one of the companies that I'm most noted for, which is Edgeworks Dance Theater. And then um, can you talk a little bit about Edgeworks? Because um, I guess reading about it and the way kind of it's 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 unique in in kind of it's it's um, the performers and and how it's set up. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Indeed. Um, so Edgeworks uh, Dance Theater is very unique 
because it was the first, or is, I should say that, <laughs> is the first all-male dance company of primarily African-American men based in Washington, D.C. Um, it is the second of its kind, to my knowledge, um, in terms of the greater history of contemporary American dance. The first, uh, the Negro Dance Theater, existed in 1955 and existed for roughly seven years. Um, was that also in D.C.? That was actually in uh, uh, Massachusetts. Oh, no kidding. Yes. Wow. So, uh, but the dancers came from several places. Uh, there were 15 men uh, who were very prolific dancers um, who gathered together and performed. Yeah. And then um, just kind of looking at the, um, the kind of world of dance, is, are all male um, companies unique as well? Absolutely. Um, you know, oftentimes when we think about dance, we think um, females, we think uh, the, the little girls going to their studio classes and in their tutus when they're younger. Um, and it's not, it's kind of shunned upon uh, when you hear a male in dance. But in fact, dance is quite athletic um, and it is super physical and is very much a form for men to express themselves as well as females, and that was part of my inspiration for finding Edgeworks to become a voice for men. Definitely. Um, and then, I mean, as, as you were coming up in dance, did you face any of that kind of pushback or any of that kind of, um, um, kind of going against those stereotypes and people expecting one thing out of dancers and, 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 and yeah? Absolutely. I mean, they're just... Dance is just so broad <laughs> and, um, and so diverse um, and inclusive of so many different things um, that, especially in the contemporary world, from one performance to another performance, you're not, they may not be the same things at all. Um, specific to me, I think based on a lot of stories and, and, and things I've, I've observed, uh, my journey through dance has perhaps not been as intense in terms of a lot of pushback, but Absolutely. Um, as a male, uh, y you know, uh, times when I say, I am a dancer, I get that look. Well, what does yeah. that mean? <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and who are you? You yeah. know, kind of thing. Um, and we have stereotypes and biases in this world, unfortunately, that we're still working to break through and work against. And here, here again, another reason for me being who I am and doing what I do. And then, um, and kind of not not to pass over too quickly um over kind of your your dc experience because um you've won um you won a few awards um the paula norenska yeah did i correct yes you did you said that correctly <laughs> and so um kind of again talk about what it means especially as um the the group um evolved and started um getting kind of attention and awards what did that mean, I guess, for that, especially that kind of particular corner of dance that, like we were talking about, kind of gets ignored or people mm -hmm. don't know about? Yeah, I, th I definitely think um, opportunities and, and experiences such as uh, receiving awards or getting any kind of accolade um, is an opportunity for raising awareness yeah. about what's happening. And helping to frame a conversation around what dance can be and all um, it can include and who it can include, that it's not necessarily just for a certain type of person, yeah. but then it, it opens up a landscape. Um, and also for what can be discussed, because 
my work with Edgeworks in particular, and it's still heavily rooted in my, my present work, I just come at it from a different place, social justice uh, comes into play for me a lot. So I'm looking at world issues and creating brave and courageous environments for us to have those discussions. Um, so it definitely raises the awareness. The other thing I feel that these awards do, at least for me, it it gives me, um, or it contributes to the drive to push me to dig deeper, to go further, to work harder. And um, you talked about social justice. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, because it, it also plays a, a huge part, at least from what I've seen in your mm -hmm. performances as well. Um, can you talk about what it means for you to be able to kind of address these issues on so many kind of different platforms and, and, and as, as both um, um, within a company or as a professor or as a performer, yeah, what does it mean for you to be able to kind of tackle these issues on in so many different kind of ways? I, what I will say as an initial attempt to answer your question yeah. is that I'm a believer that dance is a universe is the universal voice that even if you're not on a stage dancing, we read body language all the time, um, and we feed off of the energy that we sense around people. So I feel that life is a dance, and life, and, and therefore dance in some way, shape, or form is the universal language to speak. And um, I feel that, for me, um, is the gift of dance and being able to make some attempt at addressing these issues. Um, again, I refer to brave and, and, and courageous spaces, a different way to say that, but also be a safe space where I have an opportunity to create something, to dream of something and bring it into fruition that causes people to question, causes audiences to reflect, causes them to think, allows them to be entertained at the same time, allows them to be challenged and then in a safe space or in a brave space also have a conversation about what they experience yeah. and are what buttons were pushed as a result of experiencing the work. Definitely, uh, that's, that's amazing. And so um, kind of looking um, at um, your career a little more, um, you've, you've performed at Kenny Center. Have yeah, multiple times. Well, what's, what's, <laughs> what's that like? That's, I mean, that's one of kind of just nationally one of the great and known performance spaces right. and most people know that know it from the Kennedy Center honors and 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 again celebrating those in in various performance uh, performing arts to their contribution to to culture but what is it like to perform at, at a pl I mean you've performed at some some really remarkable places, but admittedly, uh, um, some of them a little more kind of regionally known, right. but uh, again, kind of Kennedy Center, what was it like to kind of, especially kind of at, um, in your career, what does it mean to kind of get there? Right. Well, it's an amazing experience. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about that. It's, uh, it's for some, and even for myself, I guess at some point that was a dream, uh, you know, yeah. like these are one of the stage, uh, stages, one of the complexes, I would like to see my work showcased. This is a place where I would like the audiences who go there to see my work. Um, and so it's super exciting. And um, it, again, I, 
it allows for my tentacles to extend even further in terms of reach and exposure. Um, and it's funny you brought up the Kennedy, uh, the Kennedy Center Honors because this past year I had the privilege of being programmed to be the show right before the Kennedy Center Honors. Oh, so wow. I was in the building with everyone who was being honored. That's awesome. And I was doing a show <laughs> in, the, in the theater right on the side of where everyone was getting ready to go in. So oh, that's great. So that was really fun. Oh, wow. I, I'd imagine. Wow. And so um, we were um, talking a little bit in my office um, uh, as a Philadelphia native yeah. um, <laughs> about your connection with Headlong. Can you talk about that kind of organization again? Um, you talked a little bit about the need to um, to encourage and to promote opportunities. Um, can you talk about how this program kind of falls into that and your experience with it? Well, in general, I, I, I feel like so much creatively and, and, and quite possibly not just creatively in other realms as well, um, the work happens collaboratively. Yeah. It's never just one person doing everything. So it takes a, it truly takes a village, if yeah. you use that saying. And um, with specific to the dance field, there are different ways in which artists are able to engage and make their work happen. Uh, a lot of support is needed to create that work. And um, I, sometimes we even forget that the dance field is a business. Yeah. You know, yeah. we have the human resources, we have the, the financial department, you know, we have all those things and all of those different departments help to shape um, and feed into arming us with the resources we need to create the creative work that the public get, then gets to enjoy. And so one of the ways in which um, artists can collaborate with organizations um, is through um, becoming a member of their umbrella, if you will. And so Headlong was uh, an umbrella for me. Um, they provided an opportunity that made it easier for me to get funding um, and or to get uh, uh, artistic feedback. Yeah. And as, as we're, I mean, we've, journalism the same way. Yeah. Uh, people assume it just kind of comes out of nowhere right. and, y and you need all those resources. Um, let's um, fast forward a little bit to yeah. what's coming up for you. Um, we're, we're talking before we went on air about um, you're, you're facing a little bit of a busy schedule over the yeah. next couple months, <laughs> um, starting, um, this Thursday. And so can you talk about, um, the unwrapped, tra uh, tra traversing memory? Yeah. Um, because you've both, you curated the show and you're also performing in it as well. Yeah. And, and I'm going to uh, zoom out a little bit more because unwrap is actually starting today. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> the, no, you're absolutely yeah. correct. You said nothing wrong because the opening night performance is yes, Thursday night. But unwrap is a one week symposium um, that includes a series of lectures and master classes um, and demonstrations and panel conversations. Um, and all of this is uh, an opportunity where a faculty member is the driver behind the, the uh, program. And so in this case, I'm fortunate to be that driver. Um, but it creates an opportunity for our students in the dance uh, department of theater and dance, as well as the greater institution to engage with uh, nationally and internationally significant artists and scholars on various topics. Um, and so significant to a lot of my work um, is um, the, their social topics, um, but it, it's heavily rooted in the interconnections of contemporary American dance, um, cultural identities, and identities of black men. So I'm pulling all of uh, all of these areas together, and have brought artists um, into the 
onto our campus, into the dance house, to have broader conversations around these topics. Um, but as you introduce, uh, one of the main events of Unwrap is a four-night run of my brand new solo project. Um, and yeah, that's kicking off Thursday. I've been working on this project for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I'm excited to see it come to fruition. And um, it's an um, uh, intermedia uh, project that involves multiple collaborators from throughout the nation. I've, I'm working with people from Pennsylvania, from Texas, uh, from New York, all over the place. And so even to have them in the house here um, is really exciting. And um, can you talk um, a little bit about, um, you kind of touched about the um, purposes of the panels along with the performance, but um, can you talk a little bit more, first of all, about kind of some of the panel topics or um, some of the kind of the conversations you're having? Um, are also our students in the department involved in these as well? Absolutely. Um, so uh, I think it's super important to have students involved in these conversations. This is our future. These are the emerging artists, the emerging scholars. Uh, so we definitely want to engage them. Um, a couple of the panels, uh, one is focused on collaboration. So it's, uh, the title, I believe, is Collective Memory remember everything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> collective memory, and we're looking at context and, um, and a collaborative process. Uh, so it gives you almost like a behind-the-scenes opportunity to um, witness one process, my process, but then also open it up uh, to a broader discussion on how does work actually come into being? You know, how, does it, how do the players come together? Uh, what's involved? What is the timeline? for that kind of work to happen. Um, a different uh, panel, uh, which is also equally going to be amazing, is called Performing Resistance. Um, and its performance as a site for healing and transformation. So again, thinking about dance as a means for communication and a means for doing something far more than just being a physical activity that we get to enjoy. But it is a voice. Um, that can allow for transformative experiences. It is a voice or it is a vehicle for uh, tapping into our inner selves um, and making new discoveries. And so um, can you talk, um, let's, for those interested in um, seeing the performance this weekend, um, can you just talk a little bit about um, about it and um, because it's going to be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 730 uh -huh. and then Sunday at 2. Exactly. And so um, and it's at the um, Charlotte Array Theater. Uh, Irie Theater. Irie. Uh -huh. I always mispronounce that. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> the, when I get to about 3 o'clock I rely a little too heavily on phonics. <laughs> um, but can you talk about that performance and um, and again, I'll, I'll, and once you kind of talk about that a little bit, I'll give our audience ways how to get tickets and, and to yeah. see it. Yeah. It is um, probably my most ambitious project to date. I'll start by saying that. And um, audience members who attend are in for a real treat. Uh, they're in, uh, in for an opportunity to be really engaged and have a completely sensory experience. Um, Everything from tasting <laughs> to hearing um, to uh, to seeing to being moved emotionally. Um, it is a work that happens without intermission. So I dance for about roughly 90 minutes nonstop. And, <laughs> um, and part of the inspiration for this work or the undercurrent for this project is that I'm drawing on my Creole cultural background and growing up in Lafayette, Louisiana. 
Um, so here again, it's how I'm one of the ways I'm illuminating my research and interest in cultural identity. But seeing this as a vehicle um, or this opportunity of exposing a bit of my background in the geography and landscape of um, and the texture that is Louisiana, um, doing that as a vehicle to um, hopefully allow uh, audience members or those who get to experience the work to tap into their own heritage, their own bloodlines, uh, their own legacies, um, and to perhaps see and experience this as an opportunity for creating connection. And um, I'm looking at your calendar, and that Sunday looks pretty busy. Intense. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you said that there's no intermission. There's I'm no like, intermission. Are you going to be okay on the 23rd? So what else is happening on the <laughs> so 23rd? I don't know. I think you should check in with me on the yeah. 23rd to make sure I'm still in one piece. Yeah, my, my, my she texts at, at about 7 o'clock on the 23rd, being like, you, you, are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's what's so fascinating about all of this, too, is that it's it's almost hard to speak about this performance as a performance yeah. in my head it really feels like an event yeah so from the minute you walk into the lobby there is something going on um, and I don't know hint hint that might be the smell of gumbo and there might be yeah. some gumbo tasting so you get into Louisiana cuisine um, and then that takes you right into the theater but on Sunday that that performance uh, experience unfolds with a finale, the, a finale uh, that transforms into a parade that goes to uh, through Norland Court, uh, through the edge of campus, that's going to end at the Alumni Center. But then the walk continues to downtown uh, Boulder for uh, a bigger, bigger event called Lazy Le Bon Temps Roule, which means let the good times roll. And offering, there I'm going to offer a larger slice of Louisiana. There will be a Zydeco band, a brass band, a visual art installation, um, all for people to enjoy. It's all free. Um, there will also be Louisiana cuisine um, sold uh, by uh, Mile High uh, Cajun Food Truck and Catering. So you're really in for a real treat with uh, embracing Louisiana culture. and. In, in again embracing difference then in that way and honoring it but also celebrating community and then that's down at Central Park right yes that's yeah. a, ci a Civic Park area so um, that whole stretch from uh, down uh, the library downtown all the way across to the tea house wow. <laughs> so on the band shell there's activity going on and on the opposite side of the bridge in front of the library there's a whole nother set of activities going on and then that event is actually free that right? event is free that's yes. awesome yeah, yeah. I've it been kicks off right around or and yeah yeah we're i was actually talking with that partner about about um trying to find some cajun food somewhere yes, around here that's a perfect Here's opportunity yeah perfect place <laughs> to do it and so um just to remind our audience um the unwrapped uh traversing memory is the 20th 21st 22nd all at 7 30 and then on the 23rd um is at 2 p.m and then um that will also Lead culminate into, yeah, directly yeah. into your next performance as hopefully you'll be drinking Gatorade <laughs> right? <laughs> and then getting some sustenance <laughs> in between on the way down. Um, and then um, the performance um, on campus is almost like a preview of an, a performance you'll be doing in D.C. Um, in October, correct? Right. So the uh, performance in um, the theater, um, the segment of Unwrap, I should yeah. say, it has its 
title too. I'm connected to so many titles, yeah. and that title is Avancur, which means good heart or to do something wholeheartedly. And um, this work is the second ins uh, installment of a trilogy in the making. Uh, the first installment I made in 2012, which was about two hours without intermission because <laughs> it started before the audience. Um, and that uh, the journey has been moving from the self and sort of a more autobiographical take um, our exposure of myself as a person, which was something that was not significant to my work in the past, to my cultural landscape and background. And that third installment that's down the way is going further into my ancestry making connections to Haiti. Um, so Aboncur is this uh, performance here as part of Unwrap is really like the official preview for the full work, um, because then two weeks later, it world premieres in Washington, D.C. at Dance Place. Wow. And then, um, <coughs> looking at your October, you then, the next week, or for me. Go to New York. In New York, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, and is, um, is that performance um, a, a performance you've done before, or? So, or? Um, at, in New York, uh, fortunate first time to be selected to be a part of what uh, the Dumbo Dance Festival, which happens in Brooklyn. And it is a multi-day festival with tons of performances and, and multiple artists from all around um, the nation and quite possibly some international artists as well. Um, so very fortunate for that. And yes, the work I'm doing up, uh, as a part of that uh, festival is titled Warning. And it is a work uh, that is actually an excerpt from an evening-length work um, titled Trigger that I created with my Edgeworks Dance Theater Company. Uh, that's great. And so we are um, just about out of time here. And so I just um, want to remind everyone, um, the 20th, 21st, 22nd at 7.30, um, tickets can be found at cupresents.org. Um, we'll also post that information um, on um, our website, Facebook, um, all our social media. And then um, you are also uh, performing, um, can you remind me of the title? Lazy Le Bon Temps Roulet. Thank you. Which is a big festival. <laughs> yeah, a, a part of a, yeah, a, a larger festival. Um, it sounds, I mean, just, I read about it before and I keep going back and, and I keep finding new things that, um, between the music and the food and, and all of that going on. Um, it should be a wonderful experience um, here at, uh, down at Central Park as well. Um, but, um, and then um, you have a website as well, right? I do. It is my first name, heleniusj.com. And so they can find lots of information, lots of background information. Um, I try to keep it current on schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, all the details and definitely a way to contact me and or join my mailing list. Awesome. And so we'll have all that information on all our social media outlets. Um, but Helenius, I want to thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate your time. Um, again, we're, we're really lucky to have such talented people on this campus, and, and you're an example of that. So thank you oh, so much. Thank you. My pleasure. So um, we'll get back to the music here on Radio 1190, 1190 AM, 98.9 FM, and on your computer at Radio1190.org here in Boulder. <laughs> 